Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show coming at you not quite live from the K-Compound down in Boca Raton, Florida, the rat's mouth, that's what it means right, Boca Raton, Florida, uh, Sunshine State, South Florida, SoFlo as sometimes the kids call it in uh, you know like I said the the deeper regions of this great country the united states of america so here we go we're here at the always be booked cruise show if you're a new listener what we do here is we talk about cruising we talk about things that are all come like just general things around cruising sometimes you know maybe a few a certain percentage of the time we talk about things that aren't cruising and uh that's just we call that a little tangent if you're new to the show, they say that this is sometimes an acquired taste. Listen, there's some people that are just never going to buy into the show. You got this loud asshole New Yorker yelling to the microphone about cruising and whatever else. And I guess people are not going to be into it. But I will say more of the cases is that people acquire the taste for the show. So give it a listen. Give it a good run through. Check out some back episodes. If you don't like what you hear, you can hit that fast forward button and you can you know, get into some content that you like. Here's the thing I want to say. I don't think here, a little patent on the back section here for, for myself. I don't think I get enough credit as far as being a guy who is knee deep in the cruising stuff, whether it's ports of call, whether it's ships, whether it's class of ships, whether it's what's coming out. I think my, a lot of my antics and my uh, craziness and my wild and wacky stories that sometimes are about cruising and sometimes not get me more on the radar of people who think oh you know tommy is more of uh just for fun let me tell you something i I consume a lot of these shows i watch all these other people out there doing whether it's youtube whether it's podcasting whatever it is you know live streams this and that i'm gonna tell you something i put myself up above most people when it comes to actually getting into the cruise nuts and bolts we talk a lot of the difference with my show is that it's, we, we celebrate cruising a little bit more. You're probably going to get more information from Doug Parker's show. You're probably going to get more, I guess, preparation information on like, a, let's say, Cruise Tips TV, like a hardcore, like what do you got to do leading up to the cruise? What are the things you have to figure out? Where do you have to go to get your last minute things and this and that? Now, I like don't cut me a little slack i am knee deep into the industry i have my finger on the pulse of what's going on did you guys know i have a website alwaysbebooked.com where the news is up there i write blogs i know what's going on we when we we talk about cruising hardcore cruising until we don't then we go off on other things but when we're into it we're not just like oh you know i like that sandwich or i like that chair you know i well, i like that uh the deck eight whatever it is I, that, that was cool that was cool no you're gonna get more deep coverage from me 
than I think a lot of people give me credit for. That's just me putting that out there. Despite the fact that I do talk crazy stories and, you know, I am very opinionated. You know, I'll never be necessarily a behind-the-scenes cruise guy getting all the love that some of these other people do from the cruise lines because I had any drop of any hat, I'll bash the shit out of any cruise line at any time whatsoever. Nobody. They can all get it. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I'm just saying, don't know, know that I know my shit when it comes to these ships. I know the classes. I can name you every carnival ship off the top of my head. I can, I've been to every private destination. I know the new trends, things that are going on. So yeah, this is a little self-serving, isn't it? I guess, you know, those are the people who might be new listeners and might be like, geez, this is what he's talking about, acquiring a taste. I better, I better keep listening because I sure as hell as not have acquired that taste yet. You know what? Let's get into the cruise news. Let's start with Disney. No, we don't talk about Disney too often on this show, but guess what? expect the unexpected because today we are going to talk about disney um this particular show is about a lot of things but we're going to start off talking about two moves that disney has made and they are going to have a significant impact on the caribbean which is a topic that we do frequently dive deep into on the show and uh you could almost argue that this particular move that they're doing is a very royal caribbean-esque now what they're doing is building a new ship which we love always we love new ships come on right there's uh, a new hotspot that's going to be on the scene and it's uh basically on the island or the section of eleuthera eleuthera it sounds like some sort of a spray or a cream, but no, apparently it's a bohemian island. And uh, this is interesting because uh, it's a rather large island, and what I think they're doing is getting some so a piece of it, the lighthouse point area of it. Now, I could have those two things backwards. Did I just go on a diatribe about how much shit I know about cruising in the islands, and I'm basically telling you now that it's lighthouse point and it's Eleuthera? But one is the island and one is the section. And I'm telling you to go figure that out which is which on your own. Great job, Tommy. I'll figure that out. We're going we're gonna to put that in the Always Be Both Cruises Ultra Lounge on Facebook. We'll figure that information out. But either way, in that area, it's interesting because it is a, a, a pretty big island. And the section that they're going to have is, uh, is, a, is a significant section of which they're going to develop 20% of. Now, the, geographically, the area is tucked slightly east of Nassau, but west of Half, Half Moon K. Key? K? Key? By the way. All right, tangent, here we go. New listeners, first time, tangent. By the way, this is uh, this whole K versus key debate. Now, you hear, let's talk Royal Caribbean. Much of their advertising calling it uh, Perfect Day at Coco Key. Uh, as a result, many of the bloggers out there, the influencers, what have you, uh, have followed suit like good soldiers, and they started calling it Coco Key as well. I guess because technically that is what you're supposed to call it. But listen, Take a step back. Am I am I an asshole? Am I to really think that you didn't call it perfect day at Coco K trying to make it rhyme like that and roll off the tongue? You were clearly trying to train us, and that was a marketing, I guess, marketing influenced title. Perfect day at Coco K. Of course. Come on. Now, what happens? They prompted a some some prompted a change. And now they're calling it key. But we know what you were doing originally. You were trying to do a little, uh, what do they call it? Alliteration. And that's fine. I thought it was good. But now all of a sudden you watch the advertisement and it's all about perfect day at Coco Key. Okay, like we're some psychopath if we call it K. Now we're all going to get yelled at for calling it a perfect day at Coco K. Royal Caribbean, you screwed up. 
okay? Here's what you did. I know most of your marketing went over to the key side, but I'm a travel agent, as you guys know, and uh, I'm on hold now, and we're trying to, you know, book this group cruise that we're talking about here, and I'm on hold for the group cruise information because I'm trying to book somebody into it, and on the on hold music, somebody, I guess it didn't get all the way down to the group department hold music the marketing still says perfect day at coco k they forgot to change the hold music i feel vindicated (laughs) it's the little things cones the little things anyway the construction of disney's new paradise is set to begin sometime in 2020 and will be completed in let's say late 2022 or early 2023 with castaway k as popular as it is one would have to assume that disney will pull out all the stops and make this place above and beyond what we are used to seeing in terms of cruise line private destinations recently at the annual d23 expo and are you kidding me Disney's got an annual expo called the D23. Tell me these are not some Illuminati Bilderberg people here. They, I mean, everybody's got those suspicions about Disney being part of the uh, New World Order or whatever, or being some like superpower. You know what I mean? You guys know nothing bad happens at Disney. Finally, uh, you know, it, it, when that unfortunate, awful, awful situation with the uh, child uh, being attacked by the alligator, I mean, that, that was nothing to joke about whatsoever, but... That was the first sign of anything, you know, in Mr. You know, it's in this paradise where it's completely euphoric. That's the first time of anything actually going wrong. I mean, you throw something on the ground. I think it like trash. I think it, the ground sucks it in. There's a Disney police force that erases and and and, and oh yeah. Then there was that other problem with that uh, viral video. That was Disneyland though. Okay, but D23. You have an expo called D23, like the G8 Summit. Like there's, there's world leaders and dignitaries that are showing up to this thing and they're making all the Disney moves, which have a residual effect on world events. It's just a funny thing to call something. It's a fun park. It's an amusement park, uh, uh, but they call it D23. But I mean, you know, what are you going to do? It's $12.50 for a bag of peanuts. So nobody, these people are not playing around. I'm, again, like I said, I should I should shut my mouth because if I'm not careful, I'm going to see Donald Duck at my door with a, uh, you know, some duct tape and, a, and, a, and an axe. So I better be careful. Um, it wasn't announced that Disney was purchasing what is called Lighthouse Point on the island of Eletheria. And it would be de- developing about 20% of the land there uh, in a very sustainable and ecologically friendly fashion. There aren't too many specifics about the destination, but Disney did mention that there would be Caribbean art, music, and food, and that there would be a large commitment to conservation. Now, that's interesting to me. They call it Caribbean art, music, and food. Um, is it actually correct to refer to is it to refer to it as the Caribbean? I mean, it's it's shouldn't it be called Bohemian art, music, and food? I think, if I'm not mistaken, the islands of the Bahamas are considered more in the Atlantic region. They're fairly significantly cut off from the actual Caribbean. But hey, listen, that's uh, you know we're still early in the stages, and I'm sure that'll go away. Somebody will bring that up in a meeting, and uh, or unless just Disney wants to just decide that the Bahamas are now part of the Caribbean, I think Disney does have the power to do that. So um, that's pretty much it. As a sort of an extension to this story, Disney Cruise Line also announced at their United Nations meeting or whatever 
whatever it is, that they will be building a new cruise ship. And this is really exciting for Disney fans since there hasn't been a new ship from Disney since 2012 with the Disney Fantasy. And for the record, let's not confuse that with Carnival Fantasy. Uh, This is Disney Fantasy. This is a cruise ship you can actually have a sandwich on without getting hepatitis of the mouth. Uh, this uh, This new ship already has a name, the new one that's coming out, and it is Ready drum roll the new ship is going to be called the disney wish as in we wish we could afford to sail on it i am just kidding but you know no i'm not you have to know that the disney people do not do anything halfway and this ship is probably going to be something that absolutely blows us away she is scheduled to be ready in january of 2020 and she will be built as disney's first fairy tale themed ship now i have no idea what that means i think there's just a lot of the venues on the ship are just going to have like a fairy tale theme i think there's a rapunzel thing going on there she's going to weigh in at 144,000 gross tons making this is you know making this disney's largest ever cruise ship built and her 1250 staterooms will be able to accommodate over 4,000 guests at full capacity this is uh pretty much all we have on the disney wish so far but we will be sure to update you as details develop about this incredible new ship new ship that's on the way all right Just uh, as a heads up, by the time you're hearing this, chances are this news has come and gone. But Royal Caribbean has made the decision to close Perfect Day at Coco Cay until Wednesday. So right now I'm recording this on Wednesday. So as I guess it's going to be reopened tomorrow at time of recording. But I think it closed on Monday and I think it's a three-day situation. And I believe this was a result of uh, looming uh, hurricane dorian which i didn't really realize that was the trajectory it was on but um i don't know this is going to be perfect day at coco k is going to be closed until wednesday 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 is it properly called what can we call it wednesday either way uh this is all we have on it uh they they summed it up in a statement from royal caribbean that's been floating around and it reads as follows Okay, the headline is about your upcoming travels. Dear guest, along with our meteorologist, I'm sorry, Chief Meteorologist James Van Fleet. Now, they remember this story broke that they were actually going to create the position. Uh, I can't just read the damn freaking thing, can I? I got to interrupt them. Yeah, I do. All right, so deal with it. Uh, you know, they, they, they announced a, a, a year, a couple of years ago, whatever, that they were putting the position of chief meteorologist in place and this was a highly publicized move by them so i guess now at every corner they have to dust this guy off and they got to announce that he is our chief meteorologist so along with our chief meteorologist james van fleet we've been closely monitoring tropical storm dorian given its current strength and path projections we've decided to close coco key until did I just say Coco K? See what you freaking people do to us with the K and the key? Coco K until Wednesday, September 4th, which impacts your visit there. Our Coco K team is made up of over 400 Bohemian locals, and it's important that they evacuate to care for their families and secure their homes as soon as possible. Please know we evaluated all options, and this is the best decision, as there is no room for error when it when when change comes to the safety, there is no room for error 
when it comes to the safety and security of our guests, crew, and employees. This is our top priority. At this time, we're in the process of securing alternative ports, and we will have an itinerary update to share with you tomorrow, August 28th by 3 p.m. Eastern. And any pre-purchased Royal Caribbean International shore excursions for Coco Cay will be refunded to your onboard expense account in the form of a credit. If your onboard spend does not reach this amount, the remaining balance will be refunded to your credit card on file. We are terribly sorry for this last minute change, but appreciate your understanding and considerate cooperation during this unexpected circumstance. We remain super confident that you'll have a wonderful vacation with us. Sincerely, Royal Caribbean International. There is not much you can argue with there, guys, right? I mean, what are you going to say? It's not good. And there are very, very few things that I don't like about cruising. It's pretty much nothing that I don't like about cruising. But what I say is I kind of just manage some expectations. And when you are this passionate about cruising and you love taking cruise vacations, you are going to have to understand that this thing will happen every once in a while. And it's just, you know... Ideally, it's a very, very small chance that it happens when you're going to sail, but sometimes it does. And the more you cruise, the more likely the chance is that it's going to happen during your sailing. And all those people that are affected, oh, well, you can't go to Coco Cay. Sorry, there's people who are in the Bahamas that work there that have to tend to their families. And you know what? If you really have a problem with that, and if you really have an issue with, you know, having to keep crew members and employees of of the island safe, then honestly, you're just a special kind of asshole. You know, I'm not saying you should be happy about this, but again, this is cruising. You're going to reroute. You're going to be rerouted sometimes. Okay. And, uh. You, you can't win sometimes with these cruise lines you know what what did this what did these people do you know when they when they when they sail through these storms and these captains uh, sometimes they get you know threatened to be fired or disciplinary action is taken because they recklessly sail through these storms and then on the other hand they're having freaking sit-ins in the freaking atrium because we're going to Cozumel instead of St. Thomas you can't have it both ways. If you're going to cruise, you got to realize that the vacation has a chance to be fluid. You may have to change destinations. And again, you know what? It sucks, but it, ha- it has to happen. So hopefully we're all on the same page with that. All right, let's move on here. Last week, we spoke elaborately about all the things Royal Caribbean is doing to wow future cruisers, and recently, they released some details on the next ship in line for a refurbishment in its $900 million Royal Amplified program, and uh, that is Freedom of the Seas. Out of that $900 million, 116 of it will be pulled aside to give a facelift to an already amazingly beautiful ship, uh, which is, like I said, the aforementioned Freedom of the Seas, and some of the new features on board Freedom will be... Uh, a reimagined pool deck. Now, I saw some pictures, some renderings. There's going to be a new aqua park set up. There's going to be several types of new pieces of furniture for various methods of sunbathing, whether you sit upright, whether you rock back and forth, whether you lay down on your side, and your back, stomach, whatever you do, there's going to be different types of things on the Lido deck for you to sit on with different colors. It's just going to have a completely different look to it, like they did with Navigator, which I was on recently. Um, 
and they did a tremendous job with it. They are also going to put the very popular lime and coconut bar. That is the three-level establishment, and it is just a, like, what is it, a... Uh, it's almost it has like a Polynesian feel to it. Uh, I I believe just like a like a fun outdoor you know tropical feel to it, and it's got three levels. So it also the same thing. It also feels like more than just a hotel. I'm sorry, a, a cruise ship pool bar. It has you know lounge chairs. It has ottomans. It has cushioned couches, and it just like there was some thought put into it. It also is meant to be I guess extended where Royal Caribbean is typically known for just being outside during the day they don't blow you away with deck parties and things like that royal caribbean wants to move all the fun can i say fun when i'm talking about royal caribbean i think i can right carnival doesn't own the word fun but uh when it when it comes to doing things and activities and fun they try to move things inside when it gets dark out this is a little bit of an exception or a step back from that whereas they are putting some kind of patio holiday restaurant style lights out and they're encouraging you to keep the drinking going at the lime and coconut bar a little bit deeper into the night Past at least a couple hours after the sun's going down, which is which is rare for them. Uh, they have an amped up version of Giovanni's Italian restaurant. Notice it's not Jamie's Italian. So Jamie's so I guess Jamie's Italian. I don't know the details of it, but Jamie's Italian had some trouble as far as land based, uh, and I guess that's filtering over to the cruise ships because you're not hearing as much about Jamie's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who this Giovanni guy is, but I might be a little sour about this whole thing you know what i mean giovanni's was the original royal caribbean italian restaurant then some british guy named jamie from the food network comes in and it's gonna i'll tell you about a meatball mate is that did i do that was that roast i don't know what where that was from but giovanni's sitting back there like oh you know now you just want to come back to me oh this jamie guy screws up so now you want to come back to me i don't know i mean i may tell i may, I may tell royal caribbean if i'm G, if i'm giovanni I don't know, but I think Giovanni is like one of those uh, original ones, right? Like, um, what's the Mexican one that they're doing away with, right? They're doing away with the, um, the Sabor, Sabor. And they're doing, uh, you know, they're going a little bit more on the carnival route. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, they're putting in a Azumi, Hibachi, and Sushi Bar. They're putting, and this is a really cool venue, the uh, Playmakers Sports Bar and Arcade. And that is in the uh, Royal Promenade. Listen. I, I, went in, I went into that thing, and they did a great job with that. You could order food in there, like bar food, wings, and things like that. I mean, it's a very, even on land or at sea, not, not much of a better sports bar layout is there than Playmakers Sports Bar on Arcade. And they have things like foosball. They have that little shuffleboard thing, that stand-up shuffleboard thing. They have a pool, things like that. Just enjoyable, enjoyable things that you're so used to seeing in many sports bars on land. The only problem is there's no freaking sports. And that's a whole other issue for another show. Why can't we get good sports and a good signal to you know a lot of the, at least for the american market why do we have to watch cricket all day but that is what it is but playmakers alone just talking about playmakers it's a wonderful wonderful venue and getting back to what we were talking about before no more sabor in the future cruise ships they're doing away with that and they're putting in the el loco fresh tacos and that is clearly an answer to the carnival success uh, success carnival has had by launching the blue iguana cantina 
which is burritos, which is tacos, made to order, things like that. But I mean, a local fresh is not. There's a lot of things Royal Caribbean does, and this whole main topic is going to be about what each cruise line does better than the others, what each cruise line out of the big three does best, what their calling cards are. Believe it or not, there's a lot for each one. But uh, you know, Car- uh, Royal Caribbean does a lot of things better than Carnival, but one of them is not mexican on the lido deck because i didn't know this did you guys know this and i feel like an idiot i should have known it but yeah everybody loves the burritos <clears throat> at cafe iguana uh can't the iguana cantina on the lido deck everybody everybody loves the the, the burritos and that's what people, do you realize what they do with the tacos there's little pieces of dough rolled up fresh dough laying there and when you order a freaking taco they put it through a flattening machine and then they press it out so the dough is fresh it's it's put into a machine flattened and then i guess cooked to where it's edible to where it becomes from a piece of dough to a taco shell man that is a nice touch made to order taco shells at a cafe uh, blue iguana cantina all right that's not what we're talking about though el loco fresh tacos i like it i think sabor was an overrated venue uh couple of it's hit or miss on the oasis class it's overrated it was a whole different because i think the original thought was to be almost a new mexican like almost like a, a upscale type of mexican and then you did get a little bit of that when i was on the freedom of the seas but on the oasis class it's back to more being almost like a shack type of thing where it's almost like takeout food in a restaurant setting but hey that's for you to decide but either way it doesn't matter because sabor is going away and they're going to put el loco fresh on most of the ships and uh that's that's the new direction that they're going so that's freedom of the seas the uh amplify the royal amplified touches that they're putting onto it and we can move on from there so it's about that time of year again we mentioned it before and because of the threat of some inclement weather some cruise lines and their meteorology teams in royal caribbean's case the chief meteorologist uh they they're needing to pay close attention and staying and stay ahead of these developing patterns in and around the caribbean our first nemesis of the 2019 hurricane season seems to be an angry gentleman by the name of dorian at this point he is a tropical storm and he's brewing deep in the southern caribbean and looks to be headed in the direction of puerto rico the dominican republic and maybe uh a little bit into central florida i don't think uh, i think we are as it looks now set to receive some of the effects of it down here in south florida but it doesn't seem as as, as far as the cone trajectory trajectory right now it seems to maybe be a little bit more north as far as where it's going to hit land but you know how these things are they will vary 16 different times in strength they will vary 16 different times in direction by the time we uh we we, we get the uh, full brunt of what's going to happen here Anyway, these are the itineraries that have been affected so far. Uh, Carnival Breeze was able to stop in St. Thomas on August 27th, but it's going to take a sea day on the 28th, and it's going to skip San Juan. Uh, Carnival Sunrise is swapping dates. on its, It was supposed to go uh, out of August 27th out of New York. It's going to sail to San Juan, San Juan Amber Cove, Grand Turk in that order, on August 30th, 31st, and September 1st. It was supposed to stop in Grand Turk first, then San Juan, 
and Amber Cove after that. They're just doing a little bit of shuffling so as to creatively move around the storm. No word here on what those times are or or amount of, uh, I guess, length of time you're going to be spending in those ports, but they're still going to see the regular ports that they were originally planning to. Disney, the Fantasy, uh, departed on August 24th uh, from Port Canaveral. They're going to go to an uh, they were supposed to do an Eastern Caribbean itinerary, but now that's going to be a Western sailing. So this is a major, uh, majorly impacted, impacted itinerary. And the ports of Tortola and St. Thomas are now going to be Grand Cayman and Cozumel. You know, I don't know. Depends. You know, what you see in a port is all on you. Me personally, that would be a little bit of a disappointment because of, you know, those Eastern Caribbean ports are two of my favorite. But... Oh well, I gotta go to Grand Cayman and Cozumel. You're not gonna see. You're not gonna have to spend too much time consoling me. That's all I'm gonna say. Now with Royal Caribbean, you got the Big Daddy, Allure of the Seas, departed August 25th out of Fort Lauderdale. She was also supposed to, supposed to run east, and uh, she's gonna do western now as well. Uh, supposed to do St. Thomas, St. Kitts, and Nassau. It's now going to be Labadee, Falmouth, and Cozumel. I mean, that's solid. That's a fair trade right there. I still would rather have the Eastern because St. Thomas, for me, trumps most. And I was in St. Kitts for the first time about a year ago, and I absolutely loved it. But again, Labadee is out of control. Falmouth is a completely underrated port. See, the people give Jamaica ports a hard time. And yes, it is dangerous. The only thing I say about Jamaica is you got to plan your day. You can't explore. You know what I mean? When some people say these ports suck, it's because, well, what would you do? You just got off the ship and tried to roam around the freaking jungle? Well, you got you to gotta plan something. You got to set your day up. Some of them you don't have to. San Juan, you don't have to. Falmouth, Jamaica, you're talking Mystic Mountain. You're talking Dun River Falls. You're talking the Blue Hole uh, 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 Diving. You're talking some great snorkeling. You're talking the Bob Marley House. I mean, do the Bob Marley House. It's a death ride getting there. Scary as hell, especially if it's raining. But once you get there, you're talking about culture. talking about, you know, seeing some shit. That Bob Marley tour is amazing. And Harmony of the Seas, which left August 25th from Port Canaveral, also switched to a Western Caribbean run, and they're going to hit a perfect day at Coco Cay, Cozumel, Roatan, and Costa Maya, Mexico. All right, that's about it for the cruise news. Let's get into the main topic for the show. About, let's say... Four years ago, three or four years ago, I have a good friend who's sort of like in a, a bit of an entrepreneurial position, entrepreneurial frame of mind, always working on some new stuff, catering, this and that. You know, she she said to me, what you seek seeks you. Have you guys ever heard that expression? What you seek seeks you. Now, when she said that to me originally, I was like, it sounded like the biggest load of crap I've ever heard in my life. I've been chasing this same girl around for six years. <laughs> I haven't. I made that up. But I'm just saying in general, over the years, there's plenty of things that I've wanted that I seeked that I was looking after uh, that didn't seek me in return. And, you know, it's just like an automatic thing. But you just had to look a little deeper than that. Uh, what it, What it really meant was when you look for something and when you're trying to find something, Think sometimes a lot of the marketing and a lot of the salesy type of things get in the way and put up walls to where, you know what, this could be the perfect thing for me, 
but somebody's trying to sell me on it. So like, I don't want to do it. I'm just not going to do it out of not necessarily conscious spite, but just out of like, just being trained to just be like, no, no, because you're asking me to, I, I would do it if I would have thought of it, but you're telling me to do it. So I'm not going to do it. So if, if a lot of times you can break down that wall or that wall is broken down coming at you, if you don't let the water be things that can be mutually beneficial are apt to find each other. Now, what we have going on here is a group cruise, and I don't know what your list is as far as what your priority is when you look to take cruises. To me, it's different for most cruises. Sometimes I'll take a solo cruise because it's a great deal and I have the opportunity. Sometimes there'll be a brand new ship that I want to get on and everybody's talking about it and it's something in the industry that you know, is getting a lot of attention. So I want to be a part of that. Sometimes it's because let's just say it's hitting a particular destination that I really want to go to. Now, what I have to say is that while it's not the always reason why I cruise, the biggest and best reason, if I had to say number one on my priority of reasons why I cruise and the best thing that I would base around the cruise is the cruise crew that you're going with, the people that you're going to be cruising with. That more often than not trumps everything. And um, I'll say like even this last one when we went on the four-day perfect day at Coco Key Cruise where we met Doug and Marty and Dwayne and, and, you know, and Richard and everybody and we had Nicole and Chris and Jonathan – we had one day where we all just met at Nassau and it was sort of like an impromptu spontaneous thing. We all just showed up at what they call the never say never again bar. And we had a really nice afternoon of drinking and looking at the water, watching cruise ships and just talking about cruise ships. Me and Doug recorded a show there, uh, or at least a segment of a show there. And I got to say, I felt like that was like a a, a time in my cruising career that's going to be one of the standout times. And it's not because of the particular place we were at. It's not because of the nav. It's not because of anything, but because we were in a comfortable setting with a great crew. It's the people. Most of the time, it is the people. So, you know, you're going to get great deals on certain cruises. You know, a lot of other influences and stimuli will cause you to take and and take part in different cruises but what i can say about this group cruise and yes clearly i'm speaking selfishly clearly i'm trying to sell this thing and you know what i would love if you booked with me i would love if you booked with always be booked and i can immediately not put you right into the group for the group sailing and we can kind of all just kind of be on the same wavelength and link together as it as it pertains to royal caribbean in general But if that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Selfishly, what I want is to have this to be a memorable cruise with memorable people. And we're fastly approaching 20 people on this cruise. And what I'll say to that is that I know most of the people that are going on this cruise. Some are going to be brand new friends that I haven't met before. But what I do know from the little that I've kind of, I guess, associated with them, that they are right in line and they're looking to have some fun. I can't wait to meet Debbie Parker. I can't wait to meet Sandra. You know what I mean? Joe, Mallory, all everybody that's going, you know, I'm so pumped up to be able to cruise with Thelma and Matt. And, you know, of course, 
Of course, I'm not going to leave out Scott and Kara and Julia and her husband. And this is going to be incredible. And I am so looking forward to those blissful times when we are, because this is what's going to happen. We're not going to be together on this ship a lot of the time. You guys are going to do your own thing. Your own thing. People are going to run around and do their own thing. But there is going to be those times when we get together as a group. I don't know what the setting's going to be. I can't predict what the setting's going to be. I can't say what it's going to be. I don't know. Again, never try to predict a freaking cruise. But what I will say is there's going to be at least four, five, six, eight times during that sailing when we are going to be together as a group. That right drink is going to be on our hand. That sun is going to be in that perfect position. That water is going to look that extra color blue, green. And the wind is going to be piping in just right. And we are going to be all looking at each other. And there's not going to be words that we're going to be able to describe for the feeling that we're going to have during that time. What it is is going to live. It's not going to live as words. It's, and there's no podcast that I'm going to be able to say that's going to be re, re, be able to recreate it. I can't put it into a friggin' blog. I can't do even the montage, which I'm really excited for. I'm really excited for the montage. But the montage is not going to put it into words, those moments that we're going to have on that cruise with each other, new friends, enjoying the time we're having, what it's going to do, it's going to take on the form of a memory. And it's going to be something that you just draw back on. And when somebody asks you what your favorite cruise was or what your favorite moment on a cruise was, or some of the favorite moments in your cruise, your life is going to be enriched because you're going to have that memory to draw back on. You're going to see other people that cruise. You're going to be open to other ports of call, other excursions. The discussion is going to be great. And sometimes, maybe more times than not, it's not going to have anything to do with cruising. We're just going to be enjoying each other's company. And again, I'm already looking forward to those times when we just, you know, scattered about randomly on that at that pool bar or just leaning up against whatever now this is the thing let's talk about this for a second okay we're not going to dive too deep into this because this is we just you know the saint thomas mountaintop bar crawl uh it's up to you if you're going to do it if you're coming on the group cruise and you want to do this saint thomas mountaintop bar crawl if there's one thing that i would say let's do And if it's one thing that, you know, despite the fact me saying you can't predict your cruise, this is one thing that I that I would love if we all came together on. It is that St. Thomas mountaintop bar crawl because it just facilitates. You know what I mean? It facilitates the environment for bliss and it facilitates the environment for us to just be speeding through from the start of the day. I'll be up early. Well, early for me (laughs) and my crew i'll be up fair i'll be up at a decent hour let's call it that and i'll be on my way to badass coffee i'm gonna get that nice delicious brew the kona brew with the ice cubes that are made of coffee too i'm gonna drink that down i'm gonna walk my way back over towards whatever it is whatever restaurant it is a bar less it tends to be hooters a lot of the time not because of anything other reason that they have good strong shots and uh we just start ordering a couple of shots in the morning. 
We feel good about ourselves. We like with the direction the buzz has taken us. And then we flag down that safari taxi. And then we get on there and then we begin our ascent up the side of the mountain. The reggae music is pumping. We're, it's an adventure. We're going, we're dodging trees. We're, we're the, 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 the Caribbean, just the scent, the smell, the sights, they're all flying past us at the rate of you know, whatever it is, 30, 40 miles an hour, whatever uphill drive takes the whatever miles per hour the uphill drive is taking us on and then i don't know where we hit that clearing where we see oh wow we're looking down i love elevation you gotta get that elevation whenever you're in the bahamas or you know not the bahamas i should say you don't get it when you're in the bahamas but anytime you're on a cruise and you're going through these islands you want to get high and you want to look over it at the other islands and see what you're looking at get a get a different perspective of the topography that you're experiencing and then, yes, St. Thomas seems to have four or five different gift shops, all of which have, you know, somewhere near them uh, a banana daiquiri bar. <laughs> and then it culminates with the ultimate mountaintop gift shop with a beautiful observation deck. You look at St. John, you look at Water Island, you look at Tortoli, you could see Megan's Bay, and you have a, a beautiful bar that has those uh, delicious banana daiquiris. And you realize who you're with at that point. And you all are together. You don't have to say a word. You just know, let's get some pictures because we're going to want to remember this one. And I don't know what your plans are. I don't know if you have a cruise planned. I don't know if you have, uh, you know, I'll, I'll dare I say, I don't care about the $150 or even $500 you're going to save on your balcony or you're, um, you know, you're going to save on by doing this Western Caribbean or you have the, I'm telling you, consider breaking those plans because this is going to be something it's not, you can't put a dollar value on it. You can't, if you're interested, let me know. The sailing is on January 18th out of Fort Lauderdale on adventure of the seas or just book it and let me know you booked it so I can just know that you're going to be there and you're on the group cruise. The head count goes up. I just want to experience this in a way that I haven't experienced the cruise before, which is already going to happen based on the amount of people that we have go. We're approaching 20 people. I'd love to get it close to that 40 level and really, really enjoy it and come back on to land and be like, you know what? When's the next one? All right. Main topic of the show, ladies and gentlemen, are five things. I think I went up to six. Yeah, I went up to six things and we're talking about the big three, six things on each of the big three that they do better than their counterparts, counterparts better than their competition. These in my, and again, as it is with all this whole show, this is my opinion. You know, you may agree, you may disagree, but I feel very, very strongly that I'm going to name a cruise line here and then I'm going to name six things that they do better than the other cruise lines. And then I'm going to follow it up with one thing that they do on a, on a poor level that I'm very, very disenfranchised with what they do let's start with carnival cruise line you know the biggest cruise line in the world they do so many things right they do so many things very well and that doesn't mean that if i say these six things they do other things poorly i'm just picking the best things that they do and why i like to the, the things that i look to 
when I sail on these particular cruise lines. So Carnival, let's start with the comedy. The comedy on Carnival, ever since it had its affiliation with George Lopez, I think to me is the best comedy on any cruise ship because of the fact that they get a little raw. They spend five to ten minutes in the punchliner basically trying to kick out anybody who would be easily offended. Now, I know a lot of people listening to this they don't want to hear all that, you know, material that that. But again, you know, I come up from New York City, and there's a big stand-up culture there, and you know, it's 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 not for the easily offensive, and that's why there's different strokes to different folks. But for me, the stand-up comedy on Carnival Cruise Line, again, just the punchliner, the fact that they name it the Punchliner Comedy Club, and they do do the whole kind of, they turn that multi-purpose room into the punchliner. They usually have a comedy club manager. The comedians are of a decent quality. Now, you will get some misses. I will maintain the fact that it hasn't been proved on this last one, and I said I was going to look on the last Paradise Cruise that i went on the carnival paradise you know how is the comedians is it you know like i said people people say george lopez had nothing to do with the bookings okay maybe that's true then it's a coincidence because ever since george lopez wasn't there i felt that to be a little bit more i guess you know not as not as cutting edge the comedy now what i'll say is I probably, on the last Carnival Paradise, it was hit or miss. One of them was very, very clean. One of them would go to places that the other one wouldn't go to. So the jury's still out as far as is there a difference between, you know, George Lopez or not. But still, even with that, I will have to say that Carnival definitely leads the charge when it comes to stand-up comedy at sea. All right, next, I'm going to go with food for Carnival. Now, food, A, it's subjective. We know that. But B, it can mean a ton of things. Now, here's where I'm going to tell you I think is the best. Does Carnival have the main dining room, the best main dining room food across the board? Not going to say that they do. Do they have the best Italian? I'm not I'm not here to say that they do. But what I will say, from an overall food standpoint, from a culinary standpoint, Carnival has the best food, and here is why. A, just isolate the steak. The steakhouse, whether it's the Pinnacle, whether it's Nick and Nora's, whether it's um, Fahrenheit 825, whatever the hell the number is, uh, I, I think Carnival clearly has... A delicious, well-aged, prime cut of steak that melts in your mouth like a good steakhouse steak should. I've had Cagney's. I enjoyed it. I've had um, Chops. Yeah, Chops. I've had Chops. I enjoyed Chops. Now, Chops is better than Cagney's. Cagney's, to me, is eh. Chops is better than Cagney's. Carnival, to me, is the best of all. They serve the little piece of garlic. They have the garnishes right. Uh, the apps, the sides, this and that. Carnival, to me, does steak better than anybody. So that's one aspect of food. Uh, the main dining room is okay. It's enjoyable. But I wouldn't, like I said, wouldn't go right home about the main dining room. Uh, what I do like is the free complimentary items that are available that sort of have brand name effects to it even the ones that aren't brand names the ones that carnival invents you know what what do i like about carnival's free food the guy fieri is the most notable obviously he's got two projects there he's got the burger place the guy fieri guys burgers but then also recently freaking slow cooked barbecue do you realize i mean that is the american cuisine to me 
not barbecue slow cooked barbecue is not for everybody i do understand that but you can't fake barbecue you have to have the smoker you have to start 6 12 8 6 8 12 hours in advance there's a process to it that just cannot be faked and the smoke that you taste on that food is just may not be for you may not be for everybody but to me like i said it is the quintessential american style of food gourmet food while it's made in a field somewhere with a smoker and a bunch of fire it still is the process by which it's cooked is very complex it's very involved so to be able to execute that on a cruise ship through guy fieri and offer it for free now you can pay for it too now if you want the full service sit down and the created inspired dishes you there is a pay option but to me the best way to experience barbecue is the way you do it you grab your tray you slap your plate and you tell them what you want it loaded on and they put it on the plate for you and you eat it for lunch that's free with the sides the baked beans the greens the potato salad and all that and then you have your brisket and your pulled pork and your sausage and things like that is it the best barbecue i've ever had not even close but it is very very good it's very well executed and it's on a freaking cruise ship and it's for free so uh, carnival does that uh to me it's incredible and even on the last ship i was on the liberty for lunch on a tour they still had it it wasn't guys pig and anchor but there was still smokers and it was slow cooked brisket man when a slow cooked brisket is done right it's out of control the burnt ends meat candy and then there's this new thing that's hot it's not necessarily new but it's really gotten some traction jalapeno cheddar sausage slow cooked smoked out of control free 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 on carnival so that's that's that to me carnival still has the best pizza at sea now yes that is hit or miss okay i'm not saying it's little italy i'm not saying it's you know rome naples i'm not saying it's sicily i'm saying it's the best pizza at sea norwegian barely enters the pizza game norwegians definitely falling back with this there's an opportunity with norwegian they don't touch burgers or pizza and they easily could norwegian just could come up with some crazy burger concept and just declare this is the best burger at sea they don't seem to do it they put the freaking burgers out there they're barely even browned they have the cheese sitting there that's not melted and you got to take it yourself with a pair of tongs do do yourself a favor norwegian you're better than that put together a burger concept and you know what guys is good a lot of times the secret is because we say it's good you know what i mean it's just a bunch of grease and meat anyway right a little donkey sauce norwegian you can do it come on let's let's jump now with royal caribbean they do johnny rockets it's a solid burger but you gotta pay for it i'm not paying for it when it's not even as good as guys and guys is free but the pizza so norwegian doesn't touch pizza so carnival pizza is good it's freshly made dough it's made to order it's right there. I mean, Sorrento's is rough. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. What are you gonna say? There's nothing you could say about that. So Carnival has the pizza, and they also have a seafood shack. You can get lobster rolls. You can get delicious, uh, you know, whitefish dishes. You can get clams. You can get crabs. You can get all these different delicious seafood options on a Carnival cruise ship. Now that you do have to pay for. I mean, we're gonna give you scallops and you know crab and 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 and, and lobster rolls. You know, no, you're not gonna get that for free. Market fish you know entrees you're not going to get that for free but 
Carnival offers it, and they offer it right there on the Lido deck, nice and simple in a walk-up counter fashion. What else on Carnival? Underrated. The most underrated piece of food. It's a piece of food? There's a little... Present that better, I guess, right? The most underrated type of food or food venue on any cruise ship to me is the Carnival Deli. It's delicious. Sandwiches, whether it's, um, you know, whether they have turkey, paninis, whether it's Rubens, whether it's roast beef, sliced, salad fashion, whatever. Um, Tons and tons of options, and it's all fresh and made right there. Now, with Carnival, yes, I wish they would man the stations a little bit more and make it more for mass production. They don't. But you're talking quality for that. Like I said, if you go and sit down in Royal Caribbean's main dining room, will you get a better meal than you do in carnivals? Chances are yes. There's certain things and certain aspects of food. Is Wonderland a food experience that carnival can touch? Yes. But if you're just going to step back and because of all the reasons I just mentioned, carnival has the best food overall at sea. Everybody knows Next, moving on. Everybody knows, everybody's sick of it, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. It's the aft pool. Carnival has aft pools on most of their newer, or at least starting on the, uh, you know, the Liberty, uh, the, 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 the Freedom class of ships and things like that. How do you not have an aft pool in a cruise ship? I do not understand how you build a cruise ship and not have an unobstructed view towards the horizon with the aft pool. And yes, you should make it adults only. And Carnival does a great job with that. Not all ships, but most ships on carnival have the aft pool there's nothing better during around dinner time when the weather's cooling off a little bit the sun's going down you have your drink you get your feet in the pool or the hot tub and you are enjoying yourself in that type of a setting the aft pool on carnival is something that carnival again you want to call it does better it's the only one that does it so that's one of the best aspects of carnival and i will mention it because of that all right moving on to the next thing that Carnival does better than the other cruise lines, and that is pricing. Definitely, if you're just comparing the price now, if you build it all together and put the drink package and everything and excursion, the flights, everything, who knows? But if you're talking about just the price of cruising, nobody's touching Carnival. Carnival is definitely, you know, the best one if you're looking to, you know, probably it's probably the best cruise line for a first time cruiser. And I think they market as such too. I think they're looking I think the stat is it's over fifty percent of the people that you see on a Carnival cruise line cruise line cruise ship will be on their first cruise. So pricing is that one. Another thing that they do better, and this is to me not that big to anybody many people, it may not be big to everybody, but for me, the nightclubs, the nightlife in general. I'll just talk about that. Nighttime fun nightclub-ish type activities, uh, whether it's the nightclub, whether it's the piano bar, whether it's the alchemy bar, whether it's the Red Frog Rum Bar, whether it's Havana, the Havana Room, whether it's the, um, what else do they have? The uh, atrium parties. Inside nighttime fun, inside, I repeat, inside nighttime fun, Carnival has it. They always have a lot going on. The venues, the hardware per se, are set up. The nightclub setup for most of Carnival ships is definitely better, significantly better. It's a better layout than most of the ships. If you've ever been on a Norwegian older cruise ship and you see the Norwegian Bliss, it's just very, very. Uh, the I'm sorry, the uh, the the room, the Bliss, 
the nightclub, not the ship, the bliss. The nightclub room, it's called bliss a lot of times, and it's just creepy. There's literally beds in there. The dance floor is very, very small. It's dark to the point where you can almost trip over yourself. There's statues that just look like it's creepy. It's a creepy room. Uh, Royal Caribbean doesn't do a whole lot of focus on it. Their nightclubs are very serviceable, but they're not putting a lot of attention on them. They don't necessarily promote the light nightlife as much. And, uh, you know, I don't love uh, Schooner Bar. That's the piano setup as much as I love the, you know, usually in carnival ships, the piano bar is inside what would what sort of appears to be a brick and mortar type situation. You have to open a door to get in. So when you're in, you're in. When you're in Schooner Bar and even Bar City, how Norwegian does it. Or a lot of times, however, I don't know. Well, Norwegian started doing the Howl at the Moon. When the Howl at the Moon, that's a whole different story. But that's a different experience, too, because that's a pure show. You're a spectator for that, pretty much. Now, at Carnival, it's a true piano bar. You open your door, you walk in, you sit down, and now you are part of the experience. You sing along. You make requests. You're part of the show. You, you do callbacks. You know, all these types of things. You interact with the other guests. You interact with the piano player. Um, it, it's just the whole thing. The cruise directors are really starting to be worth their salt by their atrium parties. You know, they, they like I said, no better example than uh, Leon on this past Carnival Paradise. I've never seen anything like that go on. Now, I haven't been much of a patron of the of the atrium parties i've always heard them going on it always seems to be some guessing game that turns into a party like a like a game show name that tune type of scenario now it's gone from a lot of that to just straight up party and these atrium parties are out of control the alchemy bar that's probably the best thing to do first you know what i mean get yourself a nice good strong mixology cocktail a craft cocktail you know my only thing with the with that is you know a lot of times you just have to wait a little bit long for the drink but they are no doubt delicious that was our favorite place on the carnival horizon you know the drinks were coming in hot and heavy they had a service staff that would get them to you and they were keeping up pretty pretty uh pretty well on some other the carnival ships the alchemy bar took a little bit longer particularly most notably the sunrise i'm sorry the sunshine uh, the Red Frog Pump Rum Bar, the brewery, as well as Guy Fieri's kind of the, the the Pig and Anchor Brewery. These are places that they'll do live music at. Just in general, Carnival, in terms of inside, at night, it's a good freaking time. They had their all, and they're all usually located in the same area. You know what I mean? You'll walk down what I call Carnival Boulevard, and I call it the pathway to fun. You get out of the elevator and you walk down this hallway, and boom, you'll get hit with them all. Red Frog, Guy Fieri, uh, you know, one or the other. Or you'll get the piano bar, you'll get the alchemy bar, you'll get this, you'll get that, live music, you know. Um, Carnival also has a multi-purpose room typically that, is what they use for karaoke a lot of times, but they'll also do other things in there. They'll do, you know, uh, 70s music, name that tune, or things like that. Uh, they call them different things on every ship, but that's the one thing I like about Carnival too. You know, when you get on a Carnival ship, you know what you're going to come across. Now, if you're a seasoned cruiser, that's good and bad because sometimes you like the variety. But when you but it's but there is variety because all the rooms are designed differently. 
but they make sense. You know where you're going. You know what you know what you're about to hit. You chances are, if you're walking down and you see a nightclub, and you're coming from forward and you're headed aft, and you see a nightclub, you know right next to that you're going to see a multi-purpose room, and then beyond that you're going to see a piano bar, and maybe on the left there'll be an alchemy bar. You know that that's coming, and yeah, in some way, shape, or form, it's annoying because you've seen it and been there and done that. There's also a comfort level to it because they design it differently and you enjoy it just the same. Uh, so that's uh, nightlife inside on Carnival. Drink package is the negative one. So with Carnival, I know we said we were going to do one negative, so I think I did six. It's comedy, food, aft pool, pricing, nightclubs. It's just five, right? I only had five? Maybe it's five. Maybe it's five. All right, whatever. This five is good, right? Give me a break. All right, the drink package is the situation with Carnival for two friggin' reasons. A, okay, the price is right, but they limit you at 15. You can't have more than 15 drinks on a Carnival cruise ship when you have the drink package. Yes, I know what all you people are saying. Or you are friggin' drunk. 15 drinks is not enough. Again, like most people say, when you're on vacation and you start early and it's a sea day, those drinks can disappear in a hurry. Especially if you're not doing the right thing with the tips and you're not getting that extra punch, maybe that extra, you know how they do it, right? They're supposed to use the jiggers. You guys know what jiggers are? It's what you fill up as a measuring cup to put in the alcoholic drink and then they dump it in so as to make sure that it's an accurate amount of alcohol going in. And when you put that, you know, $20 bill over the table at the beginning of the cruise, you know, then they use that jigger, but a little bit spills on beyond the contents of the jigger from the bottle into the drink as well. It's just something that happens. So you got to do that with Carnival. And the other issue besides finding 15 on the Carnival ship with the drinks is that the drink package, and this is just straight up ballsy, the drink package doesn't work on the private islands. It's the same alcohol. It's your alcohol. Every other cruise line. The drink package works on the private islands, not on Carnival. How do you do that? How are you going to charge me for drinks at your own private island on uh, on Half Moon K when I paid you for the drink package? A little out of control, a little out of line, and that's the one bad thing. That's the signature bad thing that I'll say about Carnival Cruise Line. But let's move it over to Norwegian. All right, so what I think their strengths are. Let's start with, and this is, these are in no particular order. I'm just bringing up what I think they do best are the deck parties. You know, Carnival does the deck parties, and I think they were maybe almost the pioneer of the deck party, talking about fun, talking about energy, and they still do it. All right, hold on. Tangent, not really. Little tangent, mini tangent. Carnival stepped back up. Okay, here's what I'll say about Carnival and what I learned about them. And I saw it. You know, when I met the lovely Holly, but then I also saw it when I did a little bit of their training. This was not a spontaneous thing, I guess. This is an actual thing that I learned that they are doing. So they have the regular deck parties. We're off the map here, aren't we? Carnival has the regular deck parties. What they've become 
is half hour family line dancing sessions. That's what they've become. When I first started seeing carnival deck parties, they were nights out. It was an extension of the nightclub. It was fun. There was dancing. There was energy. There was, uh, dare I say, you can roll up on a pocket, this and that. You know, what it's become now is usually they do it right before the quest and they do about a 30 to 40 minute dance session. Each of the people on the entertainment staff lead a dance that you're supposed to do to whatever popular song is out there now and you follow the instructions and then they kick the music and then they start the song and you dance like you're supposed to like whatever the line is and then they go to another one and it is fun it's cool it's a good vibe but to me again it speaks to more of the direction carnival was going with the deck parties which is family friendly and then right after that they go into what is the least family friendly thing that they do and they invite everybody to come down to the quest game show and that what does that do everybody wants to see the quest so the deck party is over usually the deck party could you know what ends in dribs and drabs like a typical nightclub it starts to die out slow okay everybody seems like they're going they're moving on from this let's go check out the nightclub or or the piano bar or whatever else is going on so here now on carnival what they've done with the deck party is make it an organized 30 to 40 minute hit of just you know kids of all ages dancing out there and then retreat to quest what they did do lately to make that better to make up for that is do serenity nights Now, that's what I was at. I didn't know I was at something called Serenity Nights until I took a little bit more of the training afterwards, which is exactly what I just described, which is more of like an extension of the nightclub off the back of the ship or in the Serenity section on the paradise that happened to be at the back of the ship because that's where the Serenity is. But they do do a high energy DJ driven, you know, less kind of campy type of an outside deck party that goes deeper into the night dare i say it all about one o'clock in the morning so give carnival credit for that however still they don't touch norwegian's deck parties now i learned this on the gym and they did four if we had four four port days there were four deck parties and one of the best times in my life was when we were leaving San Juan, already having polished off a bottle of tequila at Senior Frogs in San Juan, knowing we're headed out to St. Thomas. They have the band out there. The band is followed up by a DJ. And it's just uh, the cruise director is on, on, on point. And it's just a fun vibe out there. You're in the pool. You're out of the pool. You're on the dance floor. You're off the dance floor. And they're playing Latin music as you sail out of San Juan. Man, that was a great time. And then they you know going from that, they go to now on the newer ships, the Breakaway Plus and the Breakaway Class ships, they have the Spice H2O, which is just built to thump. And they turn they straight up turned out into like a New York City style nightclub with EDM music, different themes on different nights. They went from 80s, they used the they used the screen to be the light show. Anybody who's the best vocalist, the best vocal microphone entertainer on the ship runs that whether it happens to be the cruise director or not. They grab the mic and they throw that party. It's in character and they do a great job of hyping up the crowd and yes it's it's uh wait is it adults only no there's it's child friendly early and then they kick it into gear with just adults afterwards and those parties on the deck of spice h2o or whether they're just doing the regular norwegian deck parties which you're going to have on the other ships that don't have the spice h2o norwegian does the best so we talked about carnival doing the best on the inside at night norwegian does the best outside at night and overall at night it's tough. 
because Carnival has all those venues, but Norwegian is so good, so good at those outside deck parties that may make up for all of what Carnival has inside, and I might give the nightlife vibe overall to Norwegian because of that. Okay, strength of Norwegian also. If you like to booze, if you are a drinker, this is the cruise line you want to go to. It is. You know, it's a scam what they say, this free at sea. This, listen, we're not going to get into the whole free at sea scam. We know it's, I'm going to call it a scam. It's a, it's a, it's a marketing scheme. Definitely marketing scams and there's marketing schemes. And this is a definite one that kind of lives in the middle of that, right on the on the on the line between scheme and scam, which is their uh invention of this new sail away category of cruising so that their low prices can stay low. They just don't have to offer you any perks. And then when you go to upgrade on the perks, okay, now you're going from a sail away stateroom to a standard stateroom. And that's a good 150 to $250 more than the sail away cabin. And then that gives you access to do the free at sea. They make it seem like, okay, you can get an extra cheap deal by doing the sail away. If you're not interested in these perks, we got a real cheap way for you to cruise, and that's the sail away category. When in reality, the sail away category is priced at the same exact level as the standard was two years ago. It just they provided themselves a way to be able to up the ante for them to offer and make up for the fact that they're doing these free at sea perks. And how they also make up for it is they charge you over a hundred dollars a night for the drink package, which a if you're stupid enough to buy that, nobody can, nobody, I would love to see how many people are just buying the Norwegian drink package. If it's more than three people a year, then we're in trouble because it's out of your mind. You just choose the free at sea. You do the math, you, you upgrade, and they make it so between paying for the upgrade to standard over sail away and paying for the tax and tips on the drink package, they make it so that it's slightly better than buying the sale away and paying for the drink package. So that's how they get you, and that's what it is. But still, despite that, doing the free at sea, getting the upgraded, uh, whatever it is, it's the standard stateroom, and putting the drink, putting the free at sea on top of that, you do get a better deal for drinking on a cruise ship. And let's say, let's call it what it is, it's unlimited drinking, which is good. Uh, on the Norwegian. So buy a narrow margin over Royal Caribbean and Royal Caribbean went up with their drink package. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. Um, <clears throat> on, I don't even know if I'm going to get the drink package. I may just, uh, you know, go, go, you know, on this group cruise, I may just, you know, wing it and see, we'll see what I can get as far as not getting the drink package. Cause the drink packages are getting expensive. But if you go on a new a Norwegian cruise, you find one that's nice and cheap, and then you upgrade to standard, and you get the free at sea drink package, that is absolutely the best way to save money by drinking at sea, I think, still to this day. Another thing that uh, Norwegian does great is the freestyle cruising. You you know, it's been around for so long, and it's almost like tongue-in-cheek now, and people don't really pay a lot of attention to it. Oh, freestyle cruising, freestyle cruising, Norwegian, free. They changed it to free. They changed a lot of their uh, um, marketing to free instead of freestyle, and they got that Pitbull song, I'm free to do what I want any old time. But freestyle cruising means a lot uh, because it enables you 
to A, you have the casual aspect of it. You don't necessarily have to dress up in formal nights. You're not made to feel stupid when you walk into certain venues and not you don't have a, a, a tie on or even a button up shirt on and long pants. You can kind of come and go as you fle- please. And if you like that aspect of cruising, like, you know, I do sometimes. I like to get dressed up on cruise ships sometimes. I put on the blazer. I don't wear the tie. I'm not going to wear a tie. You're not getting me. That's where I draw the freaking line, okay? I'll wear a suit. I'll wear a suit and I'll wear a, you know, a button-up shirt underneath it, put the watch on, spray a little cologne, do the hair, you know, it's nice sometimes, but I'm not going to put the tie on. But if you don't want to go that route at all, you're not made to feel like an asshole by going on uh, Norwegian. And what I'll say is an attachment to that and is tied into that is a lot of the uh, dining options that you have. They're good. You get good dining options. Uh, Next thing on Norwegian that I think they do better than other cruise lines is the roving entertainment, the piano bar. They always make sure they're stocked with entertainment, whether it's the piano guy, whether it's the solo, you know, duo that sing together, the guy and the girl that just sing acoustic stuff together, whether it's the, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, the band the pop band, they usually have a female vocalist and a male vocalist, and they are all, they could play anything from, uh, you know, Build Me Up Buttercup to, uh, you know, to, to, to the Cupid Shuffle, to anything, they could, they could play anything. It seems like they're trained to be able to play any type of music, but, and they have the reggae band as well on there. They usually have some Latin flavor. They, I think they combine that as of late, the Latin band and the reggae band, and more like just like an island general feel, but either way, Norwegian always has a stock. They do that. I mean, Carnival's the worst at this. I'll give you that. I'll give them that too. You know, Carnival tries, but they have a band and then they have a DJ and then they'll have one guy standing up on the corner with a DJ track behind them and then he'll be playing the steel drums. It's cool. Do I, does it change my cruise too much? No, but Norwegian doesn't skimp when it t- comes to entertainment. You have two different four or five piece bands. You have four or five different solo entertainers walking around. You have duos, uh, and, and Norwegian does that with the roving entertainment. Heads far and away, Norwegian is the best. Even definitely better than Royal Caribbean as well on that. Another thing. Uh, Norwegian does better than any other cruise line is cater to the solo and single cruisers. If you are a person that's trying to, let's just look and let's just put it nicely and see if about entertaining or maybe finding and having a nice time with someone of the opposite sex that you have not known before you've gotten on the ship. Norwegian provides an atmosphere that is most conducive for you to be able to do that. Over the other cruise lines. Carnival was up there. I think they fell off a little bit with that. Just a little bit. Norwegian definitely. When it comes to solo cruising. They got your back with the uh, uh, the solo cabins. The studio cabins. That studio cabin section. Is off in its own area. And it has its own bar. They go so far. As to designate a member of the entertainment staff. To be the solo cruise coordinator. These people. Set up events for you. During the day, breakfast, uh, lunch, dinner, nights, excursions, they set things up to where if you don't even see, if you show up on that first day and say, I'm a solo cruiser, they start asking, they start coming looking for you. Hey, you didn't show up to the Margaritaville lunch today. Where were you at today? You're going to make sure you're going to be at the main dining room. We're getting together at 930 tonight. You're on my time, right? We'll see you there. 
okay. You know, it's, it's get to the point where you almost feel like you're running away from them, but it's in a good way. You know what I mean? They're looking out for you. There's a solo uh, itinerary for the cruise as well that you could look after and you could see and you can kind of decide what you're going to show up to or not. If you're going on a solo cruise and if you're trying to meet somebody of the opposite sex and maybe enjoy the company, company of their touch on these cruises, Norwegian looks after you best for that. Also, Norwegian has become very, very good at building beautiful thermal spas. They have three or four different types of saunas and steam rooms and things like that. They have the cold chambers and they have the thalassotherapy pool and they make it nice. Now, they're going to charge you for it. It's coming up near in the area of 200 bucks now. So it's a lot of money, but you know, you have all these things. And again, people underestimate that people underestimate working out at sea people underestimate just wellness and kind of like just chilling and like really uh you know you you're you 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 retox but you like to detox too when you go on a norwegian ship and you're part of that thermal package i mean we've sometimes done two a days because it is so nice you have a full day of drinking and then you have some you know you have a, 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 a even maybe before dinner after you're drinking you relax in the room a little a little bit and then you put on your bathing suit and you head over you get a good workout in for maybe 20 minutes 40 minutes whatever it is and then you can go to three or four different steam rooms then go into the cold chamber and then relax close your eyes and just chill in that philosophy pool which is a hot tub with salt in it, seawater, seawater hot tub with minerals in it or whatever it is. I don't know what it is. I just know it feels good. And on the newer Norwegian ships, they do do it better. So the spa is definitely, if you haven't treated yourself to a Norwegian cruise line, newer class of ships, I don't know where it started, probably with Epic and then went on to Breakaway because I know the Breakaway classes of ships have them. Uh, Enjoy that thermal spa. Try it once. It's worth it, definitely, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> all right, so that's it. How many of the we have there? So there's one, two, three, four, five, six. So we did have six for Norwegian. Okay. <clears throat> under freestyle, uh, I'm sorry, under drink packages, I had perks as well. So, you know, you could also talk about the, um, I would say definitely for value, the drink package, even if you just drink a little bit, if you're not a big drinker, the drink package is the way you want to go because it's just the values off the charts to be able to have open bar fit like that. But then if you're not, if you know you do not consume alcohol whatsoever, then it's useless to you. So then don't get that. You have the dining package. You have the internet package. You have shore, shore credit, on, on uh, onboard credit. You have shore excursion credit. All these different things you just pick. And then, you know, if you pick the right you know, if you're getting a balcony, in some cases, you'll get all five. They'll give you all five. So the perks on Norwegian are better, and I, I meant to attach that to the drink package, but that's it. Now, what does Norwegian Cruise Line not do so well? We're going to tell you right now, it is that main dining room food. Uh, and there's a reason for that to me. Uh, I had a good experience on the Norwegian Escape when it was a brand new ship. And it was you know, the newest ship in the fleet. And they were really, you can't really put bad food out if you're the newest ship in the fleet. And I'm sure it's gotten better. But think about it. You have seven, eight, 10, 12 different areas where they're going to charge you for food. Where you can pay for food. And that it provides them with an extra revenue source. 
I would say it would make sense that they're going to try to veer you away a little bit from the main dining room. It's free, right? You can eat all day, lunch, brunch, dinner in the main dining room and not have to pay at all. Or they can get you at one of these specialty restaurants, whether it's the churrascaria, whether it's uh, the steakhouse, whether it's the Italian joint, whether it's Food Republic, all these places that charge you. Margaritaville, respectable, nominal fees, but still charge you. You can see, you know, let's get them into these special specialty restaurants. How do we do that? Well, maybe the quality goes down a little bit on the free food and they end up in these uh, specialty restaurants. I don't have that on paper. I don't know if that's what's going on. Call me conspiracy, Tommy, but that's eh, kind of what I think. Sort of like the Carnival pizza line, right? All right, let's move it over. Let's talk about some of the things that I think are best and the things that Royal Caribbean does better than its counterparts. If you're going to talk about Royal Caribbean, the first thing you have to talk about is the word, their word that they use, and that is wow, the wow factor. They blow you away with the technological advancements that they put on these cruise ships. What other cruise line is going to just imagine the things that Royal Caribbean does? Now, sometimes it's like, holy crap, you know, they're, they're leaving all these other cruise lines in the dust. You know what I mean? But other times you think, well, is it gimmicky? Are they doing too much? Are they trying too hard? Who knows? But that's for you to decide. It's again, like I said, I'll never try to tell somebody how to cruise. But, you know, some people like relaxation. Some people like the software, the uh, the people to people experience, things like that. And some people just want to like my friend, John, John Starr. Shout out to John Starr. You tell me I want to go on a cruise. My next cruise. You tell me the biggest and best cruise ship, cruise ship that's out there. I want to know what it is because that's the one I'm going to book. Well, the best ship to me is the one you're on or the one you're booked on or the one you just got off of with your best friends, things like that. But some people, they just want to know about those bells and whistles. And let's talk about some of the stuff that Royal Caribbean brings to the table. Royal Caribbean, obviously, they're bringing robot bartenders to the table. If you've ever wanted to see a robot bartender, a dancing robot bartender with strobe lights and you know intelligent lighting and different types of cocktails, they'll make it for you right there. Drinks are pretty good too. I had a couple of them. I didn't, you know, so awkward, weird experience. You know what I mean? Somebody's making you a drink and it happens to be a robot. These robots are taken over anyway in a few years, right? If you listen to some of the people out there, robot bartenders. Dude, they have ice skating at sea. Ice skating, ice skating rinks. Who just who comes up with that? We're gonna go to the Caribbean, hottest place in the world. We're gonna do it on a cruise. We're gonna be surrounded by palm trees, pools, and paradise. But you know what it's missing? an ice skating rink let's do that and it works it's been on every class of ships i think the navigator since the uh, voyager class right so yes the ice skating rink the flow rider nobody's what a genius move that was that worked out that was perfect to put i mean i would prefer to have a pool in that spot but on the back of those ships they have the flow rider flow rider is a very very popular thing it's a wow factor thing you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Norwegian got in the game a little bit with their bumper cars and things like that. But still, you know what I mean? Take a, take a step back and realize that Royal Caribbean does the wow. Carnival's even trying with the wow with the sky ride and the roller coasters. But they haven't figured it out because they're getting salt damage and these things are out of commission. Royal Caribbean decides, okay, what are we going to do today? Hey, why are we not have? Why have we been a cruise line? We've been around for 35 years. And why have we not thought to put skydiving on our cruise ships? 
Makes perfect sense, right? Yes, you can skydive in a little cylinder in a parachute suit on a Royal Caribbean cruise ship. The um, what's the north the North Star on the Quantum class? This, let's let's build a class of cruise ships that is not only a cruise ship because you know when you're 18 stories above the sea looking out, the view. You know what? Something's missing. It's not good enough. Let's also build a Star Trek style pod that goes another 300 feet into this, not only into the sky, but can move you onto the side and off to the side of the ship and give you that view too as well. I mean, Royal Caribbean just does the wow. Well, you know what? We think we've done enough wow, right? No, 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 we have not. How are we going to have a cruise ship without bumper cars? How do you not have a cruise ship without bumper cars, right? Let's make sure there's bumper cars on the cruise ship, sports court, things like that. All these things are what Royal Caribbean does very, very well in terms of just wow factor. And yes, nobody touches Royal Caribbean when it comes to doing things that nobody has thought of at sea. Um, another thing Royal Caribbean does better than any other class of cruise ship or any other cruise line is the main show entertainment. Uh, you know, like I said, Royal Caribbean, I mean, sorry, Norwegian has it when it comes to roving entertainment, when it talks to, when it, when it comes to main showroom entertainment, Royal Caribbean kills it because they get those name brand musicals, whether it's cats, whether it's, uh, Greece, whether it's um, you know ABBA, what's the one with ABBA? Uh, I forgot the name of it, but they do a good job. Now Norwegian has jumped into that game as well, but Royal Caribbean was first and foremost. And between you know they don't do the um, the characters anymore, but the uh, dream uh, what is it? Dream Dreamsicle Dreamscape Dream something Dream Dreams something with the dreams. Uh, they don't do all that stuff anymore, but just in general, if you're going to a main theater show, they have some originals as well. They come with their own. They have their own production company, and I think to me, Royal Caribbean crushes anything that you're going to see in that main theater, the shows, the uh, festivities that you're going to go on in the main theater, entertainment-wise, Royal Caribbean crushes it. Royal Caribbean also, all these cruise lines have their version of like exclusive adult areas. You know, you have the Serenity Deck on Carnival. You'll have the Haven or the Vibe Beach Club or even the Spice H2O during the day version where it's only, uh, you know, adults only on Norwegian. You'll have all these cruise lines. They're desperately trying to say, okay, we want to make it so it's very, very peaceful for adults and very calm and relaxing and very zen and very oasis-like and nobody touches the royal caribbean solarium whether it's even if it's on the broke ass not broke ass but even it's on the older ships you know what i mean the voyager class ships and the uh even on the uh freedom class of ships things like that none of it touches the solarium and then when you get into the oasis and the quantum class ships those solariums i mean they are paradises if you are of the type of person that likes to just chill on a cruise and relax and shut it down and just recharge, there is not a reason for you to leave the solarium on a Royal Caribbean. So it's a it's a niche and it's a market that many cruise lines are going for. They're all trying to pull it off. But no, but uh, Royal Caribbean crushes the adults-only retreat oasis, and then that is in the form of their beautiful solarium. Now, I think Royal Caribbean also wins when it comes to paid dining. You can pay for dining. Um you know, Carnival 
does it when it when it comes to free. Norwegian done it does it when it comes to freestyle and just the ability to be casual. When it comes to places you can go and pay for, I think Royal Caribbean does it best because they have places like Giovanni's. That's definitely the best Italian. Jamie's was good. We razzed it a little bit before, but Jamie's was really, really good. And I'm sure there's not going to be much difference in the personnel and the ideas behind Giovanni's and Jamie's. But Giovanni's looks like it's going to another level. They're getting a little bit more modern with their Italian dishes. I could tell you firsthand that when I was at Giovanni's, they made things to order. K. We cruised together, and they freaking, she said she wants lasagna. They made her freaking lasagna. Now, I don't know if that's typical, or Kay's just rolling in there with that beautiful blonde hair and that rack, but they made Kay whatever she wanted, and you know that was a nice little touch. Uh, talk about Wonderland. Wonderland, if you're on an Oasis-class ship, uh, you know, the newer Oasis, they only have it on the Symphony and the Harmony for Oasis-class, but then they also have it on the Quantum-class, the restaurant called wonderland now royal caribbean made a huge snafu when they were going to do dynamic dining that was a disaster you know that was just one of the things that are on the cutting room floor of cruising that will never be revived again you know what came out of it was some of the the better paid options though chops is great no it's not on carnival's level with steak but it is still very good but uh i think in general if you were going to look and have to pay for it while norwegian kills it with quantity there's more options for you to pay for with Norwegian. Quality has to go. Like I said, if you if you have the chance to be on a Royal Caribbean ship and just the experience, that is Wonderland. Definitely enjoy it. Definitely check that out. And that is on Royal Caribbean. What else? Uh, in general, I think Royal Caribbean. Now, if you're going to pick these three cruise lines, Carnival, Norwegian, and Royal Caribbean, Royal Caribbean is just has a little bit of a better reputation than both of them, don't you? Wouldn't you say that? Wouldn't you agree? Of course, people like there's people that are fans of Carnival, hardcore. There's people that are fans of Norwegian for whatever reason as well. You know, I don't say for whatever reason, like why. I say like for whatever reason you pick, like Norwegian and Carnival have their fans. But in general, if you take a step back, and, and, and I think if the masses said which of those three cruise lines is the nicest and maybe more highest quality or higher end, most people would say Royal Caribbean. I think that's definitely noticed in their promenade. I think it's definitely noticed in their staterooms. I think I think you just you have a, a little bit of a Royal Caribbean touch that is a little bit more on a slightly, let's say subtle, but still slightly elevated level of luxury on Royal Caribbean in general. Just the things around you just seem more, it's a little bit more classy and uh it makes sense because it's a little bit more money than carnival or norwegian so those are the things that i think royal caribbean does better and you're going to ask me to give a negative about royal caribbean it is their website it goes down all the time they change it all the time i feel like it's the best it's ever been right now but for a long time, it was just rough. It was tough to navigate. The cruise planner situation was always crashing. Uh, you go on there and you try to look up your cruise. Sometimes you just don't find it. And you have to call in. They say, sorry, there's a glitch. And then they find your your, your 
they can link your booking number to your crown and anchor number so i think they have just website issues that they have to fix and that's pretty much it those are the things that i think so i guess you know i get asked all the time what is the best cruise line there is no answer i try to answer it the answer is so subjective and really you would think that between these three cruise lines it would be an easier call you would think you'd be able to say well this one's better Uh, You know, I love this one too, but this one's clearly better. When it comes down to it, I really don't know if you can. I've been cruising 23 cruises deep, very nicely spread out across all these cruise, all three of these cruise lines, and I still cannot tell you which I like the best definitively. But if you're trying to decide, I think I just gave you five or six options that they do best, and if those things appeal to you most, that might be the one you want to try. Or if you're thinking about becoming uh, you know, loyal to a certain cruise line, which I don't I, I don't understand it. I totally give you all the uh you know, I don't knock anybody for doing it, but no, I nothing on that loyalty program. I mean, look at that list. Look at all those loyalty lists of perks that you get for being loyal to that one cruise line. Nothing on that list really gives me a reason to say, okay, I'm sticking with these guys and these guys only. I'm going to keep it moving. All right, let's get into the emails, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, quick question. How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always be booked. Cruises and vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, you can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to Always Be Booked.com or email me directly at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. And uh, I would like to invite you at any time to give me an email, whether it's a thought, question, concern, suggestion. Uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We didn't get a lot this week, so I don't know what was going on. We did have a great episode last week with Matt. And uh, by the way, that was a cool interview, right? Isn't it good to have Matt on the show, hear, of him, hear from him again, and uh, check his podcast out again, Fantastic Cruising, uh, anywhere you like to listen to your podcasts. But what I was talking about was just, you know, I would expect it a little bit more email traffic off of that. It's been coming in hot and heavy. And for whatever reason, probably just a random week. You know what I mean? Things go, life happens. But uh, email me, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. I would also like to, before we start reading them, I would like to discuss we do have a Patreon page, and that's www.patreon, P A T R E O N.com slash alwaysbebooked. 
patreon.com slash always be booked. And what that is, is a page that helps me out where uh, if you feel any type of urge to contribute to the show for a $5 a month commitment, you will get an at least an extra show, sometimes a couple of shows a week. And uh, again, I, I like to think that people sign up for that because they just like the content. They like the community. They enjoy being a part of the whole thing. And, uh, you know, for $5 a month, that's what, uh, that's what a dollar 25 a week. You know, I, I, I do get you access to the extra show and believe me, that's solid content on the Patreon. You know, what I do is uh, a lot of the interviews, you know, people come on the show a lot and they want to say things and they want to talk and guests I have will be more open on the Patreon. They'll say things on me. They'll, they'll flat out say like, you know, they'll, they'll tell me, you know, I don't want to be on the regular show. I want to be able to open up. So let's do the Patreon, you know, some of, some of these guests and we're going to have one tomorrow uh, with Nick. So I'm excited to have Nick on the show tomorrow. And there's been other guests have said that in the past too. So you do get other stuff on the Patreon that you won't get on this show. And that's not necessarily like, and I only say that to say it's not my fault. You know, this is the main show. If you're listening to the show and an active, you know, member of the community, you've done your part. I appreciate you, but I'm just saying, I don't want people to feel like they're missing out and I'm holding something from them. And, you know, you're not really in unless you're a super cone on Patreon. That's not the case. But it is true. Like, there, it will be things that I'm going to bring out. The two major things is, like I just said, A, some people come on and they just want to be able to speak a little bit more openly and a little bit more freely. And then the other part of it is it, I'm going to go off a little bit more. I used to go off off topic of cruising a lot more in this show and my plan was to really be able to grow this show be a little bit more mass market friendly and hopefully people will um you know it's hardcore cruising it's mostly the cruising where we take our little ventures off into whatever was going on in my personal life or my job or other topics whether they're you know comedy sports movies things like that i'll do that on the patreon it's a little bit of an outlet that i'll do there so if you're interested in a lot of that stuff but most importantly Guys, I moved down here and trying to make a living doing this, and clearly I'm not even close to that yet. Somebody said, well, you know, you, you don't you have a situation where you're, like, living with, with Kay? Like, do you think I don't pay rent to Kay? Like, I, I've got the same expenses. Now, obviously, I moved to Florida because it's not like New York. But in New York, it was, you know, coming close to six figures in the income. So, you know, I'm crying the blues here. That's not what I'm trying to do. All I'm saying is Patreon. I'm trying to make this thing work. I'm trying to be able to do this and bring you guys this content full time. Any contributions that you could do for the Patreon would be helpful. $5 a month, www.patreon.com slash always be booked. And uh, you could sign up right there and you will get the extra show a month and you'll know that you help them, you know, the show out and we're continuing to move forward here. And uh, every time I see that number go up, I'm more encouraged and I'm more excited to put out more episodes knowing that, you know what, we might be able to freaking make something of this little project called Always Be Booked. Thank you guys either way. And again, if you're just listening, I appreciate it. If you're just out there, you haven't even contributed one thing. If you haven't joined the lounge and you these the, my voice is reaching your ears and you just make it appointment podcasting every week, I appreciate you on that level too. Let's get into it. Greetings, Tommy. Glad to hear you on Patreon and the podcast more often. It's been a while since I've been booked, and I really miss cruising. 
I have been living in Southeast Asia for nearly a year now, so cruising is not quite as easy as it was living on the East Coast. Regardless, I am ready for any kind of cruise, so I am going to book a five-night Vietnam cruise on the Genting, 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 Genting Dream on the 29th of September, G-E-N-T-I-N-G. I was wondering if you were able to book cruises on Dream Cruises. If not, I can do it myself. I just wanted to throw you the period. Uh, Haynes, if possible. This may be an audio or maybe something. Maybe throw me the business is what they were trying to say. Um, I didn't pre-read this one, so this is more of on the travel agency side of it. But it's still good information. I will send you a report on this Norwegian breakaway class clone either way boat drinks okay so this is from jerome jerome is saying that he's going on the uh genting dream on the 29th i don't know if that's a typo or not i'm not sure um maybe that is an actual cruise ship but then he's also saying the it's a clone of the norwegian breakaway so we'll see it's out of vietnam it's a five-nighter like I said, Jerome, any cruise is a good cruise, so you have nothing to complain about. Uh, you know, if you're able to go on a cruise, if you're able to get out to sea, again, I don't know. It's interesting to hear. I would be fascinated to hear what a cruise out of Vietnam is like uh, on a ship that is a clone of the breakaway. Let me know, Jerome. And yes, I absolutely can book this for you. If you want me to book any cruise for you, I can. You could also uh, check the website, alwaysbebooked.com, and you can book it yourself. Just so you know, I will get credit for that. If you uh, want after that, before that, during that, we can have as long a conversation as you want regarding any help you might have with your cruise either way. But either way, Jerome says boat drinks. I say boat drinks right back to you, Jerome. And thank you so much for the email. All right, we have one from Barbara. Thanks, Tommy, for the discussing the tip question. I realized I asked the question poorly. Let me explain differently. Okay, so we have a cleanup and a correction here. An ultimate dining package on Royal has you eating out every night at a different specialty dining venue. We will never eat in the main dining room. We can eat lunches out also. That is why I was asking if I could take that percentage of the tips off for the main dining room only. Then I could give that portion of the tips every night to specialty dining rooms instead. They are the ones serving me since I will never be in a main dining room. Hope this helps understand. Barbara, I do understand that. But what I still will say is that it's not just for those tips I don't believe are just going to the main dining room those tips are going to the specialty restaurants they're going to the bartenders those tips are going going to the um you know to the uh we maybe not the bartenders because you if even if whether you have the drink package or not if you have the drink package you get tip you get charged for tips on top of that and if you get a drink they charge you for the tip. so it's not going to them um salary it's part of the salary of them. If you heard the interview with Doug Parker, by the way, cruiseradio.net rewind episode. Doug Parker on Cruise Radio caught up with a crew member or a former crew member, and they gave them, uh, he is he, he able to get a bunch of information from them regarding 
answers to some of the most commonly asked questions by crew members. And uh, Doug tapped me, yours truly, to do the narration and to kind of act as though I am because you don't want to put them on the air if they were still working for the cruise. Honestly, I guess that's what it is. They still are working for the cruise line, so they didn't want to be uh, identified. So it was my voice. So I read the answers, and uh, he said it's part of salary. So I guess it's not even tip. So when you remove the gratuities... You're removing the salary, which, yes, I do agree is ridiculous, but I don't think it makes a difference. I think those same, you know, you're not those. I think to assume that all those gratuities are going straight and strictly to main dining room servers and waiters and bussers is erroneous. If I'm not mistaken, someone maybe correct me on that. But uh, I do understand what you're saying, Barbara. I still would not remove the gratuities. And if you want to tip above and beyond, I would encourage you to do so on top of that. But under no circumstances in any way, shape or form, would I ever go and remove the gratuities that I had to pay based on whatever the cruise line is suggesting or asking the 18 to $20 a day. Let that stay there. And if you want to tip on top of that, no matter who it is, wrong. Now, would it be different? I wouldn't even say it would be different. If it found out that it was going directly to the main dining room, um, no, because I just don't think that's the case. I don't think that's just strictly a main dining room thing. All right. Uh, here's a couple of things since that was the only, those were the only emails we had. Now, what we do have this week is legendary Cone Juan. Juan weighed in with a voice. Remember when I was doing that for a while? The old voice messages, 323 getaway. We could start that up again if you want to. It just didn't seem like a big thing. 323 getaway. If you dial that number and leave a message, I will play it on air. And at the end of this, we are going to play a message from the legendary Juan. I believe he's from San Diego, if I'm not mistaken. Or Sacramento, somewhere. Maybe he mentions it in the voice message. But he left a voice message. And we'll play that as one of the emails. But since we were low on emails, I went on to Facebook and uh, looked into some of the questions that were posed on Facebook. Because we did have a couple of new cones. So let's say, Tommy, I feel stupid asking. But I just joined this page and I am wondering, what are cones about? You guys know what cones about? I wrote it in the response, but I'll say it here too. The cone situation is just what it sounds like. A cone. Think of a cone in the street. You got to go around it. It's in your way. It's something that causes you to have to detour from where you otherwise were planning on going. It alerts you that you should not go this way. Now, the way the onboard crew, and this is not for every ship. This is for a lot of ships. It's been confirmed. So if you're a crew member and you hear this, well, we don't call them cones. Okay, so they don't on your ship, but they do. I know for a fact they do on many, many ships. And a cone is just a witty tongue-in-cheek way of them describing us as just obstacles. So, you know, you're you're late. You know what I mean? These crew members, they do. And I know what they said. I know what they said on Doug's uh, you know, thing they said that maybe they don't party as much as they say they do. Trust me, they party. I've talked to them personally. I know the deal. They absolutely party their asses off. So picture, imagine they're going till four in the morning. They got to be at work at 10 a.m. You know, they got a couple hours of sleep. They're hungover. They barely got their uniform on and they're running to their designated area of employment or whatever it is, restaurant, whatever. And then, you know, we see them. We know that they work on the ship. They're in uniform. They're desperately trying to get there, and we just stop them. And we don't just stop them. 
we stop them with some genius question like how does the ship float or you know uh, it's just something crazy it's just they've heard it all they, they have this thing they also say where they we that we turn our brains off you know we turn our brains off while we're on vacation and that's what they think too so they're trying to get to work they're late already they're hung over they're trying to get putting their uniform together as they get there and all of a sudden they got some just tourists stopping them excuse me excuse me and they have to stop they have to smile they have to address us they have to act like the listen some people get away get offended by that some people will be like oh you know that's a me i don't i know what it is to have a job i know what it is to not be able to stand your customers but still have to act like you love them while you're at your job so i get it doesn't offend me doesn't bother me best thing you could do is just be nice and that's it but yes that is the explanation for a cone we are something that gets in their way when they're trying to get somewhere and for that reason they uh announced the they they some of them some cruise ships some crew members on some cruise ships call us cones and then that turns into other things you know what i mean like uh one of the things that you're not supposed to do as a crew member ever a cardinal rule is to ever hook up in any sexual way whatsoever with a guest you're not supposed to do that that's immediate dismissal and that's probably something you have to sign before your employment and then but you know what listen human beings are human beings and occasionally it happens and then you'll hear something like oh where's so-and-so did you didn't hear they got they got fired yeah they we dropped them off in uh, san juan they had to go and they got they got dismissed for coning so when you have any type of sexual contact or any romantic contact with a guest as a crew member it's considered that you have gone coning you went coning you coned that's the coning in the verb form guys i'm not making this up it's out there it's definitely there and yeah people some certain crew members either can downplay it all they want and certain crew members can say they don't participate it or it's not like that on their particular ship but it's tried and true. It's a known fact that that ship life is no joke. And I've gotten it from way more than one source. You can, you can count on that. So that's the story behind coning uh, cones. I normally don't just offer that information out. I like to have you listen to the show and maybe pick up on it. Maybe another member tells you, you know, but yeah, if we're going to. We're going to spoon feed some stuff. We're going to spoon feed some stuff. All right. Big shout out to Scott and Kara Stevenson and big shout out to Tony and Jenny from Lolita Loca. They're both on the same cruise ship right now. They're at that sea and they're on the, uh, I think the uh, uh, celebrity equinox and they left out of Fort Lauderdale and they met up. They had a nice little photo up and I thought that was cool. That warmed my heart a little bit to see them on Facebook in a nice little picture together. But, uh, Scott and Kara definitely sent me an email, and this is, I think, of good value. It says, Tommy, you want to do something different in Costa Maya? And yes, everybody's always looking for something different to do in Costa Maya. It's not necessarily worldwide renowned as one of the power ports. Well, in about an hour and a half inland from the port, there is a town called Bacalar. The freshwater lagoon is 27 miles long and one and a half mile wide at the widest. It's named the Seven Color Lagoon because of the seven shades of blue in the water. Fun fact, Bacalar Lagoon has an abundance of sandbars and areas with a depth of three feet or less near some of the... uh, near some of the cenotes and at the cenotes it drops off from three feet to a depth of 524 feet straight down some of the pictures will show this drop 
wow okay so that's cool anytime you can you know bring some information about a port that is looked at as like a eh, port sort of like a filler port that's you know Costamaya is just that in a lot of people's eyes because it was invented it wasn't it's a man-made port it's not necessarily a destination it's not even called Costamaya i think that was named by one of the cruise lines so this guy and this young lady, uh, Kara and Scott, are giving us some a little bit more information on some other things that you could do. Now, I'm going to look into this a little bit more and find out what else what else this Bacalar town has to offer. But this freshwater lagoon sounds awesome. And anytime you can connect yourself with a cenote, if you haven't done so yet, I definitely suggest it. Look up some cenotes, especially, you know, they're most prominent in those Yucatan area, part of Mexico. But definitely get to a cenote. I wanted to go there so bad for so long. It was a bucket list thing for me to do. And then me and Beatrix did it. And it did not disappoint. All right, moving on. This is from Gary. Tommy, we originally booked the cruise to Cuba for September. But the itinerary changed. So we are now scheduled for the Bahamas. I'll take it as long as we're on a ship. Now the hurricane season is booting up. I'm kind of intrigued by where we might possibly be going instead. Now, I read this. This was a Facebook comment as well from Gary. And the reason I read it is because of the sentiment that I said earlier in the show. This is cruising. This is the life we've chosen. And Gary, in one post just personifies that, just brings it out and displays the exact attitude that you're supposed to have when these types of things happen. If you go on a bunch, yeah, I could see if you've been on two cruises and two of them, you had to be switched up. I might That might disenfranchise me from cruising as well. But if you've been on five, six, eight, nine cruises and once because of bad weather, because you decided to cruise during hurricane season, and I'm not knocking that because I do the same thing. I cruise during hurricane season. But A, cruising in general, you're going to have to sometimes subject yourself to itinerary changes. And that possibility, that probability is going to increase several fold when you do it during the months between uh, June and September or July and September so that or, or November. That's what it is. So Gary, I just wanted to read that because Gary is giving the world an example of how you should kind of uh, carry things and the attitude you should take into when you are going to, um, you know, be subject to an itinerary change. Okay, lastly for this show, you guys may remember we used to do something back in the day and it was uh you call in 323 getaway and you can be on the show you could leave a little message you could leave a little creative thing or you could leave a request for something anything just sort of like a voice activated voice audio version of the emails and uh big shout out to juan juan again san diego sacramento i forget where juan is from but juan brought it back old school and left a voice message, and I'm going to play that for you guys right now. Take it away, Juan. Hey, Cones, it's Juan from Sacramento. Listen, I got a challenge for you, and I got a challenge for Tommy, and they go hand in hand. I want as many people as possible to call 323-GETAWAY and leave a message of yourself singing the Always Be Booked theme song. Now, here's Tommy's challenge. Tommy. Take all of our songs, stitch them together, use the best and worst parts from all of us, and then put out a little special song of all your fans singing the theme song. All right, so here is my take 
All aboard and welcome. It's about to be on. Grab a couple of cones because we're about to be gone to the Caribbean for seven days and eight nights. Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light. We always be booked. We got our drinks in the sky from New York City to the USVI. Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up. We about to be gone like Forrest Gump. Pockets on the Lido, she ain't gonna be a 10. We did the things, and we'll do them again. Tonight's the white party, but we're blocking it out, because we got the green package, and we're maxing it out. Now sound that horn, because we got to get away to where the boat leaves from. Yeah. All right, everybody. Sacramento, gone. Out of here. Oh, wow. Juan, you just killed it. You murdered it. You murdered that beat. If there was a beat, there was no beat. But you just killed it. Juan, that was awesome, man. I uh, <laughs> Very impressive. Very flattering. That you did. Now, it wasn't perfect. You had a couple of uh, sputtered lines here and there. Very, very subtle. But we don't want to focus on that because I'm going to tell you something. I feel like you crushed it. You did a great job. And you know what I appreciate? It shows me that you listen to the intro song. You put it on, you hit play, and you let it see what happens. Sometimes you fast forward, some people do, some people don't. But Juan, you are a true always be booked legend. I really, really do appreciate it. That was awesome. And ladies and gentlemen, cones, if you will. The challenge is out. 323 getaway. Let me hear your best rendition of the intro song. Gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Shout out to Juan. Great job. Ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much it for this week on the show. I really, really appreciate you joining us. I always, you know, I I just love bringing you this stuff every single week. I do want to give a quick little mention to the YouTube channel. We are still desperately trying to get that thousand person mark done. Uh, Once we get over a thousand, we don't have to worry about it anymore because we will have made it. That is the number that YouTube sets for us to be considered partners and being able to monetize the channel. The group crews we mentioned, I really would hope you're able to make it or at least consider uh, I'm dare I say, change your plans and come on this group cruise because it is going to be that fun. Book through me. I could help you out or don't book through me. Just book yourself. Get yourself on that cruise. Let me know and let's start planning the fun that we're going to have while we're on it uh we have the always be booked cruises ultra lounge on facebook uh it's closed but if you send the request to join i will immediately let you in just don't get out of line we had to boot out a few people and uh you know it's not we don't want to do that but just some people are just a drag and they can't help themselves and they need mental help and uh you know that's that's what happened so we had to kick you know somebody out last week and hopefully that won't be the case. We'll keep things positive. Um, what else? Subscribe, share. The best way you can help the show out is if you go into cruise groups or or even just send a link to your friends, whatever it is. If you see something asked in one of the cruise groups that one of the episodes or one of the YouTube videos can help, maybe give it a share. You're not spamming. You're adding value. And uh, that's about it. You guys are the best, and we will talk to you again soon. We'll talk to you next week. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place. Where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy
perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat is from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat is from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down, down in the sand where it's cool Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the so get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from